0: And welcome to the Cell Phone Junkie. My name is Mickey Papillon, and this is show number 18. Well, I uh, had to switch things up here a little bit tonight, and tonight I am joined by my co-host, Jerry. Jerry, how you doing? All right, Mick. Thanks for having me on the show this fine evening. Always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, for those of you looking for Matt, he is actually uh, off tonight. He had some personal business to attend to, and so fortunately, I was able to get Jerry on the show with me, and... Jerry has been on a a few shows in the past, and we love having him on. He does a great job, so I'm excited for this show and the opportunity to have him back on with us. So,
1: thank you very much. And before we continue, I'd like to thank uh, yourself and Matt for some of the kind things you said in your question show. And uh, you know, I share the same passion as you guys that uh, you know a little education can go a long
0: way. And uh, you know, that's what we're all about here is
1: we want to help people and
0: Spread the word on mobile technology absolutely that's that's what it's all about we're We're here for one thing and that's to help people so uh the first real quick thing I want to talk about before we get into some real news is um I found a new fashion trend here that I think is really gonna catch on um, especially here in the u s because people really have no idea uh what they could be doing with their old sim cards and One of the things that uh, I've got a link here that I'll I'll uh, put in the show notes here, so you can take a look at this, is there is actually someone who has put together steps for making earrings out of SIM cards.
1: Oh, nice.
0: I know. I and I know. You know, we're. Isn't it? You're. You still have an old AT&T SIM card, don't you? Absolutely. It's a 16K. It's
1: due to be retired soon, but it's only one. It's only so one. I'm going to have to find another one I can sh- I'm sure I can find one on eBay And then what I think I'll do is Make earrings out of it And then for the, our anniversary I'll give them to my wife I think she'll and love then, it And I, then then I think I'll have to find Some place else to live <laughs>
0: I think he would too. I'm not <laughs> sure how well that would go over. <laughs> you know, it, it, you know this is this is a really funny thing. This is just the, the it's from wikihow.com and it's the how-to manual um, of basically anything. And this is the how to make SIM card earrings. And I actually had um, of all people, my wife sent this link to me and i just thought it was so funny that i had to mention it on the show because who would think about taking sim cards and making them as earrings i mean it just it looks like something out of you know star trek or some you know sci-fi film right it, lieutenant o'hara <laughs> it's just so goofy <laughs> <laughs> well look if if they start with the uh, earrings they're not going to stop there because no. who knows what's next i i don't know what we will what we would do with you know old sim well, and it, it and it's funny here i'm i'm looking here through it and there actually is a um a, a warning on it that says if you perform the procedure on the sim card it will not function in the cell phone anymore ah useless <laughs> <laughs> well, i thought i'd wear it around put it in the phone make uh-huh. a couple calls take it out put it back on be ready to go <laughs> oh check it Mickey, did you check out the tips? It says Singular has been
1: swapping out thirty-two card thirty-two K cards, for their new sixty-four cards. They must be talking about me. Yeah, they, they, they should, should.
0: They should have a glut of old SIM cards, <laughs> <laughs> like they're going to be uh, hoarding them so people can come and pick them up for earrings. Oh,
1: uh, if anybody from Singular gets a hold of this, I guarantee you they're going to be charging for them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is just. Oh, it is just one of those. How, what? How many things can you do with old? parts and pieces and ugh. <laughs> anyway that was a good one so but um, off to another where I see this is this is the fashion show We're all we're talking about today is fashion so well, it's not really but the next piece is actually a fashion topic as well and Sony Ericsson and Fossil are teaming up and they're making a Bluetooth watch and we're not talking Dick Tracy but it's pretty darn close and let me just explain a little bit what we have here. Uh, and Gadget broke a story earlier this week and, uh, ab- about this, and it talks about uh, they're putting together a watch, and it's going to be the uh, MBW100. And it looks actually pretty darn classy, I'll be honest with you. It's an analog watch face, and it's got a little small OLED display that displays uh, some of the different uh, you know, caller ID, uh, SMS messages. Can you imagine reading an SMS message on your phone? Uh, wow. and, and there's a couple buttons for managing the Bluetooth functions and and whatnot, but the thing to that you have to remember with this is that you're not going to be able to use it Dick Tracy style. You have to have a Bluetooth headset. Right. So I I know that's going to take you out of this market, Jerry.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Uh, look, this is a good start. And you know, I, when I usually read these things, I'm like, yeah, big deal. Is anybody really going to use this? But I think they ha they're onto something here. I mean, first of all, they've packed a lot of technology into this. Um, They're including Bluetooth 2.0, which is, you know, there's not many devices out there with Bluetooth 2.0. And uh, the OLED screen, which is really nice, because the OLED technology is screen-based technology, which is supposed to be, like, a ton more efficient as far as battery-powered. And obviously, you know, on a watch or something on a watch size, um, you don't have much ba- battery power, so this is a good step. I mean, I think it's just a matter of time before you're going to be able to talk into the watch like Dick Tracy.
0: I so yeah, and it's like you said, it's I think it's it is just a matter of time. Um, it talks about if you're receiving a call, you can tap a button to silence the phone ringer twice to reject the call while another button handles the pause the play and pause and track skipping on your music player. How about that? Wow, nice, huh? Yeah. I mean I don't I don't know what kind of that's gonna be like the uh probably a a micro dp well yeah, but no, like a micro S D card maybe. You mm-hmm. think they even have a card slot in there? Maybe I don't know, maybe there's not enough room for it. But yeah, yeah uh yeah, the uh A two D P that's I mean that's pretty pretty advanced, you know. Right. Sure. You can't even get it into an HP f- phone, but you know, these are <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh I'm no sorry. Comment. Oh. No comment. Okay. <laughs> No, that that's that's really not what we're talking about. But anyway, it's you know, it's it's a stainless steel watch and it's they looks like they've got a black version and uh be shipping in the, the fourth quarter of this year for about uh three hundred and eighty two US dollars is what it says.
1: Yeah, first adopters, you know, we'll grab this up. Kinda like us first adopters way back in the day with the uh, Timex data link watch.
0: Did mm-hmm. you have one of those, Mick? No, no, unfortunately I did not.
1: Oh well, those back then, those were it. Yeah. But you know, with regards to this, I mean, it—it's it, a sleek-looking watch, and I love watches. I, yeah, you know, I ask my wife every time I go past a jewelry store or watch store, I stop and look, and I just love watches. And and this is a pretty darn good-looking watch.
0: Well, Fossil was definitely a good, uh, good uh, younger crowd, company to join with. They've got some really, uh, trendy. You know, watches and uh, their merchandise is, you know, very geared towards the young, uh, I don't know, young professional, I guess. Sure. Well, the guy's driving a BMW, it seems. Well, or something with blue and white in a circle. (laughs) 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 I don't know too many other vehicles. Right. With what appears to be a pinstripe suit. So he's apparently doing very well for himself, and he can afford to have this watch. So, anyway, that was that's just kind of a, a neat little story there. I'll, of course, put a link up so you can see some pictures of it. Because it really is. It's something innovative, and it's new, and it's, it's just something different, you know? And I think that's great. Yep, and I think, like I said before, yeah. I think this is actually,
1: you know, useful. You know, it, some technology comes out, and you just scratch your head, like, why? And sometimes I think people re- or manufacturers release things
0: just because they can Yeah, but I think this this actually can be useful I'm hoping I'm hoping that it will well I wonder if uh, I wonder if you can use Skype on it Skype Skype yeah the next story Skype has announced that they're announcing nothing and that there's no timetable for when they're going to get it out roll it out to uh, cell phones and basically what they're saying is that uh, Skype is available on certain Windows mobile based devices uh, but the the caveat is you have to have one that has a processor fast enough of supporting the application while it's running and it's it's not something that a lot of people think about because most people use it on their computer and on the on any modern computer typically you don't have a problem running it but when you get into a Windows mobile based device or, you know, a Palm or whatever, the processing power sometimes isn't fast enough. So I know, you know, for Jerry, you and I, both of our phones, the, your Kjam and my Q aren't fast enough. In fact, I've got a, an HP 3115, uh, which is one of the media um, ipads just an ipad uh, PDA. That's not fast enough to, to, uh, to run it. So they 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 need to figure they need to do some tweaking with their app to get it to to be able to run uh on the mobile platform, you know, like Symbian so you can get it onto Nokia, but Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know,
1: like for example, I also have an iPack 2750 which has uh, Windows Mobile 2003 SE, and I think even till this day it's one of the fastest pocket PCs out there and i've used skype on that uh, a couple of times and obviously with a 624 megahertz processor uh, skype runs well
0: okay? You're, oh that is that's screaming that's exactly. what exactly over 3 exactly. times as fast as your phone <laughs> exactly now when it comes to the k jam obviously a
1: 200 megahertz you know it um, it it doesn't have enough horsepower, but mm-hmm. if I overclock the device to around two sixty, you know, I could have a semi. And you know, I I use the word semi decent um, to describe the experience, but nothing to to make it mainstream where it's good enough to use and good enough to hold a serious conversation. It's more like a toy. Um, and just a novelty thing when you're running at that speed. So obviously, as you said before, the technology right now is not yet there for for a cell phone to have that kind of power, and nor should it, you know, because we all know, you know, anybody who has a mobile device, battery life is, is key here. And to put that kind of a processing power in a, such a small device, it's just not feasible right now.
0: Well, and what's interesting, you mentioned that did did your KJM not come with Skype installed on it? It did come with Skype installed on it,
1: and supposedly um, it was the low yeah, Skype comes in several different flavors. Right. There is a low processor flavor, uh, low processing requirement flavor, um, which supposedly I think runs or runs well or decently on a three hundred megahertz. But you know, it, it did come on the KJM, but the KJM needs to be kicked up in order to be useful. Okay, and uh you know otherwise it, you know anybody who's used Skype before you get that skype yeah
0: you know fading in and out, and that's basically what it's about well and and for those of those that are listening that don't under don't understand how we do this, Jerry is sitting in New York, and I'm sitting in Phoenix, and we are recording this actually over skype and if it would probably be an interesting experiment to at least put a little clip in the show. At some point of of a Skype call over like a PDA or something like that, so people understand it, who have not used Skype, um, what it you know how good this actually is. Because I have gotten comments from people that have said that the quality of the show isn't you know is is bad or this per, you know Jerry's fading in and out or Matt is too loud or too quiet, and it's really uh, a very uh, you got to tweak it a lot to make sure that it sounds good, and you know for when you hear me, my voice probably will sound crystal clear, but you know, over 3000 miles away, Jerry sounds pretty darn good. And so on a PDA, you wouldn't have, I know exactly what you're talking. It's choppy. It's, it cuts out. I mean, and you could have a conversation, but it would not be worth much of anything. Novelty is a good word to describe it. Well, let's see what else we've got. A, uh, kind of a, a sad story in my opinion. Um, One of uh, the things that we were talking about on the show last week were MVNOs, the Mobile Virtual Network Operators. And one of what I thought was probably one that could have survived or done pretty well was Mobile ESPN. And Mobile ESPN this week decided uh, that they're going to be ceasing their operations. And there's a letter up on mobile.espn.go.com. And let me, uh, let me read a little bit of this here, and then Jerry, you and I can talk about it. But um, <clears throat> Basically, going to log into your account, it says, Dear Mobile ESPN customer, thank you for your support of Mobile ESPN. We've been proud to provide fans like you the best wireless sports uh, content experience. However, we've decided to change direction. As of December 31st, 2006, Mobile ESPN will cease its wireless service provider operations and work to deliver our content experience through another nationwide carrier. Until that time, you can continue to receive Mobile ESPN's voice and data services as well as complete billing and customer care support. Should you elect to suspend your Mobile ESPN service, you may do so at any time without an early termination fee. As uh, as we do today, Mobile ESPN will continue to provide uh, support porting requests to move your phone number to whatever new carrier you choose. Um, anyway, then it goes on with some other niceties. And, you know, the good news is that they'll, you know, Yeah, the content you will soon be available through another nationwide provider, and this and that. So, I don't know what's going to happen to them. So, I I don't, Jerry. What do you think? Think we're going to maybe Verizon, maybe Singular? (laughs) Well, actually, I think each carrier has tried to
1: provide specialty content um, to its customers, and um, obviously for the sports fans amongst you know the, the people who you know really really can't be separated for the sports this supposedly was a good service and I can't imagine someone not filling the void um, that this is being left by now that being said I've never used the service I'm an avid sports fan myself um, you know I would always use mobile ESPN to go to their websites to check scores but I didn't subscribe obviously I wasn't a I'm not a sprint Um Owner or, or user, I should say. Mm-hmm. But I would, I would like to see another carrier uh, give this another chance because I think the content and from Mickey, we were talking before of some of the things that this this service offers to a sports fan is just it's phenomenal. I mean, for example, I used to play uh, fantasy sports and supposedly this service allowed you to track uh, who was doing what and uh, keep track of their uh, you know statistics and all that and. That's just great stuff and and there's such a demand for that because you know things like that is that you know you can't go on any sports website and not see things you know geared toward fantasy sports, even when you watch a professional sports game now, the little tickers on the bottom of the screen give you information on how your players are doing
0: they've got so yeah they've they've really they i think they did a great job i had I had one close friend who had had the service, and it was really neat to be able to pull up. Uh not only real time scores because you can do that, like you said, through the you know, the WAP sites that some of the you know, like the ESPN carries. But to be able to look at and, and have information uh integrated into programs on your phone that are that can be constantly updated and send you alerts and send you, you know, information and you know f- you know, tracking, you know, not only teams but fantasy teams and I mean just the they did a real it was a really good out of the shoots Implementation of integrating a sports fan's greatest needs in a mobile environment into one device, and I think I I hope that someone picks them up. And you know, they're saying, you know, like you mentioned, they were uh, an MVNO that used the Sprint network. Obviously, they need a 3G network, so Verizon or Singular would be, in my opinion, uh, ones that would be considered. And I'm I'm trying to think here. ESPN, if I they if I'm not mistaken, they're owned by Disney, correct? Yes, I believe so. Okay. So uh, I don't really know what that means, (laughs) what that has to do with with anything else. But um, that Disney now has their mobile service out. And that's obviously uh, geared very differently because it's, uh, you know, for children and tracking children and, and, you know, what their usage is and getting them and kind of getting them into a trainer phone, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if there's going to be, if that had anything, one had to do with another launch at disney mobile i don't know yeah it's up in the air who knows yep so we'll kind of see well uh if we hear anything else about that we'll be sure to to pass it on because that's uh like i said for me it's kind of sad i thought that they would have they were going to do they would have been around a lot longer so um anyway so i'm looking here on the mobility today site i think you know this site don't you jerry Sure, I think
1: I know it well.
0: Yeah, and I know it well. <laughs> 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 yeah, they. Uh, this guy named GT2697 posted up a review, and I thought we'd talk a little bit about it. When I, On the Mobility Today site and uh, a couple other sites on the net, I go by the screen name of GT2697, and um, Dave over there was gracious enough to send me over uh, the Samsung SPH-A900 which is a Sprint PCS device that is a, I, I I wouldn't say it's a Razer competitor, but a, it's inevitable that people are going to compare it to the Razer. Uh, the code name for it is the Blade. Kind of looks like a black blade. <laughs> not, not, not as cool. Definitely not as cool. Yeah, not as cool. At least the name. <laughs> but I just I wanted to I wanted to talk a little bit about it and do uh, kind of a mini review. I'll put the, the link to my full review in the notes, of course, but. Um, One of the, some of the things that really I liked about this device is that it really is a true multimedia um, phone compared to some of the other things that are out there right now, and some of the basics of it, it's about three and a half ounces, and, which I think is pretty good for its size, and, um... It is. I in in my review, I said it was a thick plastic that was used in the construction. I, we actually, Jerry, you and I verified this. Or actually, you verified it. It's actually a metal construction. Um, but you know, to me, it it's a very solid device. And some of the some of the things with it, nice screen, QVGA screen. Uh, it, the the service was very very good. Uh, unfortunately, at my office, I had no Sprint service, so I was roaming on Verizon. Uh, which was fine. Um, how ironic. The, I, yes, how ironic. One of the reasons <laughs> I have Verizon, because it works where I work. And uh, that makes me happy to have my phone work at my office. And uh, audio was, was pretty good on it. I actually had a. I did a sample voicemail to myself. You can click on it and listen uh, to the audio, the quality of it. Um, it. It's pretty good. I mean, as far as as, as phones go, I think we're really starting to... Uh, see phones that are kind of the, the quality is converging more and more and actually that was one of the things, we'll stop right here kind of in the middle of this, I wanted to ask you Jerry because when I talk to someone, whether it's someone on Singular or T-Mobile or Verizon or Sprint, it's, it almost always inevitably seems like you can uh, you can figure out who they're talking to if you really have that ear trained for it based based on the way that their call sounds and um, with this phone, it definitely sounded like a Sprint phone. I think Sprint has some of the best sounding phones out there, and I, I don't know. I, I wanted to get your your thoughts on that. I didn't. I... Well, obviously, you know,
1: I'm not a, I'm not a Sprint customer, and uh, my I guess my ear is not a- attuned uh, <laughs> so fine that uh, you know I get that uh, you know going. <laughs>
0: but no, I mean,
1: I've had you know from my personal experience. I I know I have some friends that are Sprint. Uh, Customers And I've had some family members, uh, especially family members, that have um, been been Sprint customers who have uh, obviously left Sprint for other, I guess, greener pastures. Mm -hmm. But from what I understand from, um, you know, in talking with friends and coworkers that have it, um, it's like, from what I, you know, if I were to sum it up, it's a Mm crapshoot.
0: You can
1: go some places and have crystal clear reception and it sounds like you're talking on a landline but then you can go maybe two blocks down and then sound like you're talking into a tin can so you know it, it for me that that inconsistency with Sprint it's now mind you I I am not a, I don't use the device day to day I don't use the service day to day but just in talking and speaking with people you know it's, it's you know I don't want to say it's a bad service but I've, I just heard too many inconsistencies um, you know, like, I, I know they have some great plans and some great service, and a lot of people swear by them. But, you know, like I said, to me, I, I kind of like consistency, and I want to know my phone works everywhere I go.
0: Yeah, and no, you're you're absolutely right. And there were, it, you know, it's things like the fact that I had, and for, for what it's worth, my office is underground, but Verizon, Altel... T-Mobile and Singular all work there, and Sprint doesn't. Which, for, I mean, for whatever it is, they're just their towers aren't, aren't and you know strategically placed well enough to cover my office. But um, it, it, it is. It can be a crapshoot sometimes. I had Sprint for five years, and I had great service with them until I actually moved uh, from Phoenix down to Tucson for a brief stint, and I lived in a place where I had to be next to one of my windows to get service, and I worked in a place. I had to be next to a window to get service. And that kind of did it for me and that's when I left them and never really looked back. But um, anyway, so... But just um, jumping back to the phone for a
1: second, how did you find... um, uh, How did you find the the phone pick up the signal quality and keep it? Was it... Did you find that, aside from your workplace, just roaming
0: around town, um, did you find that it kept the signal? Yeah. You know, it's interesting and I, I don't know if it's... If it's something with the Samsungs, I haven't ever used, personally, a Samsung on the Sprint network, but it would, it typically, it was very, very good. Um, Overall, it, it worked very well. I did have a couple of places where it would show one or two bars of signal, which we know really doesn't mean a whole hill of beans, but I wouldn't be able to make a call out, which was interesting. You know, and I'm used to my my queue where I've got four bars, and four bars is when I'm standing on top of a tower and, you know, everything else. I mean, I usually have, you know, one or two bars or sometimes none, and I can always make calls. And with the Samsung, it was kind of on the opposite end of that spectrum where it it wouldn't, like I said, there were times I had one to two bars and I couldn't even make a call out. So, But but overall, it was pretty good. I did some... um, some long conversations driving around through various areas, some hilly areas, stuff like that. Um, you know, I'm in a metro area. It's pretty good overall. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't really notice it. I didn't notice much of an issue with that. Hey, Mick, is, is the phone F- EVDO capable? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is. It, and it, it's fast. And, you know, Dave has talked about that in the past with the new, the Sprint service. It's cheaper and it's quicker. Um, I was able to, some of the multimedia stuff that I did, I did on it, I was able to download, you know, full songs. Uh, streaming video was, was very, very slick. I mean, y- you know, I was doing video, I was doing music, I was doing ringtones, uh, pictures, you know, you know, uploading pictures and, and sending, uh, you know, all different types of, you know, voice SMS messages. and I mean, just everything worked really well. That's good. You want to hear something though? I the first 36 hours I had it, I charged it 4 times. Hmm, not bad. <laughs> 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 and 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 there was a night in there. <laughs> wow. of, of, of course. Okay. I mean, it was that, was that was my overall my biggest complaint and then and then we'll go on to some something else here, but the battery of it was the, the consistency of it was a little ridiculous. I had my in my review. I said it's um, it was about as reliable as the gas gauge of a mid 90s Pontiac, because yes. you you would you would charge the phone, and I actually did I did two tests. I did one where I just left it on my dresser, and 60 hours later, I came back to it, and it still showed all three bars of battery. Now the flip side of that is I make a couple of calls. I do some stuff on it. And by from the time I leave my house to the time I get to work, it's down one bar. Wow. And then I make a couple of more calls, do some more stuff on it, you know, some text messaging and stuff like that. It drops another bar. And then I I'm get- going, okay, it's 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm down to one bar of battery. I would tend to
1: think that's something that, uh, I don't know what the equivalent on a, on a phone is, but some kind of a ROM update or, a, you know, update to the to the system that I'm sure they can improve that yeah some way, somehow.
0: But, I mean, uh, it, you know, oh, but here's the thing. And then it would stay at one bar, and it would last another four or six hours, or then it would jump back up to two bars, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm going, I don't, I don't, uh <laughs> There's
1: probably some inconsistency with the, you know, whatever's in the ROM that it's not properly reading the battery, you know. Uh, correctly, and uh, you know who knows. I mean,
0: did you find that at any
1: point in time where you just ran out of juice, and that was it?
0: Um, well, one the, the the first day that I had it, I charged it, took it off the charger about seven o'clock, and by two o'clock it was the low battery warning. Right. So, but that was that was the one day, and that was you know that was the first day you're playing with it a lot, but. You know, still, yep. I went, eh, this is really not very good. But <clears throat> overall, when you, if in a regular, you know, use, I was usually down just to one... I could make it through, you know, a whole day, and I'd be down to one bar by the end of the day. But Right, just... Yeah, you know, and also keep
1: in mind with uh, lithium-ion batteries, it, it takes a couple of recharging cycles to really get the battery up and primed. Yep. Um, you know, to, to get the most out of the battery, and, you know, you m- obviously, this is a review unit. You really didn't, you know uh have that I guess capability and and after you did you probably had to give the phone back so yep it's you know
0: it's already in the box but you know the one point
1: obviously and I'm I'm sure people will look at this phone when they read your review and obviously draw comparisons to the Razer um you know because of its thinness and and that's to be expected But the one thing, and I did post this and and (laughs) kind of put a smile on it, is that the Razer, for as popular as it's been as a phone, um, sold millions, whatever, but a lot of people, and I've read this, that a lot of people complain about Motorola's interface, that it's it's old, it's tired. I remember getting my Razer, you know, when it first came out on Singular, and it was the same interface as the V505 that I had, you know, a year earlier. Um so a lot of people complain about the interface. So I've never had a Samsung phone. Could you just just let me know how the interface compares? Um? You know,
0: it's the UI on it's pretty much the same as pretty m- the other Samsung phones that I've used. One thing that um I did notice though is that Sprint kind of helped, you know, help them add some of the the graphical stuff at the beginning with the the menus and the little avatars and and stuff like that. So it, it's very pleasing to look at. Uh, right. Some of the stuff is a little bit buried, but overall uh it Samsung really I think has a, a better interface than Motorola overall uh okay. you can You can get through some of the stuff a little bit better. I had the Razer for three days, and the user interface is why i i didn 't keep it is because right. it was it same thing as you I was like i i just I had this phone except it was fatter it was the v six hundred
1: exactly there you go
0: and it it just it didn 't make any sense so Right. but the the point is is uh, is that yes i think it, they did a good job with it um some of the things like trying to flip on your speakerphone is embedded in the in call menu which i kind of turn my nose up at because to me there's two functions that you want to choose in call one is mute the other is speakerphone right. i you know i you can if you need to do anything other than those two, there's some things, you you know, you get into the menu through the menu button or whatever, but to have those soft keys, and one of them is just an in-call menu, and then you have to go into that, and then click, I mean, eh, I don't know. Yeah, one of the, the, origi- one of the complaints that I had with my
1: original Razer is you couldn't turn the Bluetooth on and off quickly. Uh-huh. You had to go into uh, a menu and dig deep down to turn Bluetooth on, and then I think they've improved that since on the interface, but... You know, when you use headsets, that's something that you want to be able to access quickly. And you don't want to have to go through six levels of menus to, you know, to turn
0: that functionality on. Because it, to use a technical term, it becomes a pain in the neck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's one thing to just, you know, have to use, you know, use the phone and, you know, to use the headset. But if, we're, you know, you want to save some battery power and you turn, it, you turn the Bluetooth off, you want to be able to turn it on quick. So So overall, do you recommend the device or not? Overall, I do. I gave it four out of five, um, and I definitely would recommend it. I think it's a a really good addition to the Sprint lineup, and I think there are a lot of people that are going to be looking for a thin phone. Thin is in right now. And uh, with the exception of the battery life, it is really, uh, I think, a, a very nice device. Um, the all all the the media functions that it does, uh, you just you you'd be blown away by some of the stuff compared to you know what our smartphones can do. It just you know what being able to watch, you know, full videos and, and movies and uh, oh, I mean, it's it's unbel- on, a, on a pretty nice screen. So. Well, we have one more thing that I wanted to talk about, Jerry, and the this was something I was going to talk about on the last show, and we kind of ran out of time, and it is a blog here uh, that was posted, and I believe you know this guy. He's from Palm, right? Yes, Mr. <laughs> Michael Mace. Mr. Michael Mace, and um, the, the blog is, his blog is called Mobile Opportunity, and the article came from actually back in early September. And I have to thank um, Brian for emailing this over to us. And he said, you know, I came across this excellent blog post today. Uh, It's long, but I thought you might find it interesting. And so I I am going to put this in the show notes here, but I wanted to talk a little bit about it. And the topic is European versus American mobile phone use. And it it talks about some of the different cultural things that you'll find between Europe and America in the quote-unquote typical mobile phone user. And, you know, the first thing that he talks about that really kind of stuck out for me was the vocabulary and its differences in the words that are used, such as, it's not a cell phone in Europe, it's a mobile. And instead of saying, I will call you, they say, I'll ring your mobile. And I had to laugh because I was working with someone earlier this week who was based over in uh, the UK somewhere, and she had left me a voicemail, and she said, you know, at your earliest convenience, uh, please ring my mobile, (laughs) <laughs> and This was after <laughs> reading the story. And I said, oh, boy, that's just, you know, kind of seals that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a s- very
1: similar story. Uh, my wife and I, we went on our honeymoon uh, this summer, and uh, on the, we went on a cruise, and we met a very nice uh, couple from right outside London. Mm-hmm. And all during the cruise, we were comparing terminology, like, do you say telly? <laughs> you, know, do, you know, you know, you uh, know, watch something on the telly, and then they say, "Do you say this?" and 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 it was it was just so funny, and and you know, it just the the stereotypes hold true. I mean, that I guess that's why they call them stereotypes. So it's just funny the uh, the differences in language. But you know, more often than not, when people say these things, you you know what they're talking about. It's just strange to hear,
0: right? And things like operator, they call it their their mobile operator where we would think of a mobile operator as someone sitting behind a switchboard. We call them a, what, a carrier. Right. And uh, they don't use that.
1: Right, and there's, on the blog site, there's a great picture of, uh, I guess it's Lily Tomlin from our Saturday Night Live skit. Yep. Um, You know, with the
0: operator chewing the gum like,
1: hello, Uh, can I help you? Exactly.
0: (laughs) That's exactly it. I mean, it's um, so, and that's that's what we think of when when they say operator. But I mean, uh, we understand where they're going with that. Another thing was culture, and the the culture of you know people in the U.S. typically look at it as a utilitarian device, you know, very much uh, you know a business uh, device. And the people uh, in, in uh, European countries look at it more of a way of life, or kind of an accessory to their life, fashion type thing, you know? Yeah,
1: I. you know what? I I think he has a point to an extent. I mean, for me and what I've seen and, and my travels and, and experiences, that I think that's changing quickly because, you know, you see people with their, their phones in the United States, you know, decked out with uh, all these adornments and things hanging from them. I mean, I think that really is changing that having a cool phone or having a phone is chic, okay? We know it because of look at the success at the Razer. That is, and still is today, one of the, the coolest looking phones, and people buy it like they buy an iPod because it's fashionable. Yep. So I think you know he does have a point. Maybe we're not up to European standards, and I, I'm sure you'll you'll uh, let the people know about his next point about switching phones. But I think that the U.S. is closing that gap quickly.
0: Well, yeah, and, and the next point he brings up is, it seems more common for people in Europe to change their phones than someone in the U.S. And that I think a lot of it, obviously, and he mentions it too, is because all of Europe is GSM, and people understand you take off the battery, you pull out the SIM card, you pop it into the new phone, you turn that phone on, and you you move on with your life. All your phone numbers are there, all your SMS. You know, you change a few settings, and boom, you're out the door. And I think the the U.S. Um, operator to use their word uh is has a a lot to do with this um, because you look at the 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 volume of people in the u s the number of people that have cell phones you have uh singular and t mobile customers which take up uh somewhere in the neighborhood of uh you know eighty to ninety million and then you have the verizon Altel, sprint you know whatever c d m a uh, Conglomeration that is well over 100 million, and those CDMA car- you know provide phones. Uh, the operators don't allow people just to go buy a phone that's unlocked and put it on their network. You have to have a phone that that they certify and that they are, allow you to put on there. So you're not able to just switch a phone as easily as going to th- their thing is a, a major retail chain like Carphone Warehouse. Um, or, you know, a lot of people here use eBay or... Um, I, did you get your KJM from Mad Monkey Boy? Absolutely. A, yep. <laughs> I gotta... We'll have to talk about him on, at some point, but uh, you know, we, we will go through various different sources here um, for GSM phones, but for CDMA phones, it's not like you can go and find someone that has a cool new phone from Asia that you want to bring in because it's not a Verizon phone. Right. And so it makes it a little hard, and the the amount of money that it costs to go to Verizon every 6 months or a year and buy a phone is really high i mean it's not it's not like buying an unlocked you know phone or even you know a, a, i i don't know basically what right. i'm trying to say is it it costs a lot to go to a carrier if you're not signing a contract with them exactly and i to be honest with you i think that has a lot to do and why we don't
1: switch um let, let's take CDMA out of the equation for a second, but you know even for, for myself, a singular customer, um, the carriers, their upgrade strategy or upgrade policy, I should say, it doesn't promote switching phones that often, really, because look, are you going to go out and spend $500 on a brand new, let's say the next-gen Razor, which you know as well as I do, that's what those phones start at. It's the subsidies that you get when you sign up with a, a plan renewal or whatever that really entice people to get new phones. Mm-hmm. And as long as the carriers persist on... And I think even Verizon, and correct me if I'm wrong, Verizon is 18 months? It is 18 months, yeah. 18 months is a long time. By the time you get your your brand new phone, six months later, that
0: thing is like uh, StarTAC.
1: It and, is. Uh, and it,
0: and it, feels, it feels extremely old. You are right. Right, so I think a lot
1: of that has to do with Now, I don't know how it is in Europe I mean, where are these uh, Are the Europeans buying phones At full retail price And how much are
0: these retail prices Or do they compare to the same as um, What we're buying phones here In the United States for Well, and here, here's a And he actually, the next point kind of addresses this a little bit better um, But Well, actually, there's two points here One of the things is the design uh, Talking about The design of of the mobile the the European phone European phones are typically candy bar style phones, Mm -hmm. and uh, very very few flip phones, Uh, no external antenna. They that you know they the the coverage and the networks that you'll find in Europe are much more. I mean, you look at go to GSMworld.com and look at the UK. I mean, the entire country is covered. I mean, it's like yep. tr- covering the size of Arizona or, or, you know, one of the western states. And it's it's done. I mean, the whole thing is covered.
1: Yeah, but you know what, Make They pay for that. What? They pay through the nose, especially their data. You I know, mean, I know some oh, people yeah. don't need yeah. data, but you know as well as I do that the data plans, I mean, that's why Wi-Fi is so important to Europeans, because their data plans are ridiculous.
0: But to answer your question, you're talking about you know are they paying these exorbitant prices? A lot of them have you know the candy bar style phones, which, in one one company comes to mind, and that's Nokia. And with the exception of some of these newer you know the E61, 62, you know these newer high, the 90 series n 90 series, you know they're they're lower end phones. I mean even without the is what maybe 150, 200 bucks. Right. That's yeah. not bad. You know, you can you can go out, you can get a new phone every six months, and not feel bad about spending two hundred bucks. Right. It's people like you and I who spend six seven hundred dollars exactly. on it that really, you know, don't like to go out and, <laughs> and do that every six months. Right. We do, but you know. Sure. Um. You know, and and there's a couple other things talks about. You know, SMS messaging. I've talked about that in the past on the show, and they it kind of gives some insight as to. The actual, you know, the blocks of minutes and the cost of minutes versus SMS messages and, and things like that. And what you'll get, um, here's an example. Using a prepaid singular plan in the U.S., you can get uh, 900 minutes for 60 bucks, and then $5 extra for 200 text messages. Um, that same $60 spent on Orange will get you only 325 voice minutes. But 150 text messages so the cost the cost per minute is higher right so, so that would obviously explain quite a bit of text messaging so yep uh, Orange, here's another one. Orange gives you a thousand free text messages if you spend more than 20 bucks a month. Why would you not use text messaging?: Exactly. I'd be texting everybody. Absolutely. Plus, not to mention, you call someone, you pay for that call. You uh-huh. know, they don't pay. Wow. It, I just, it it just makes much more sense there, just the way that it was, put, uh, the the networks were put together. So, yep. Anyway, well, Jerry, we're coming up here in 45 minutes. Okay. If you can believe that. So I just wanted to number one thank you again for joining me here on the show. Um, always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, it's been a much too long. I'd like to obviously uh, like to have you on more often. You bring a lot to this show, and I certainly appreciate everything that, um, that spending your time here with us tonight. So,
1: ah, uh, well, thank you very much, Mick, and to everybody out there. I sure hope you enjoy uh, the the shows and uh, get a lot out of it. And you know, like I like Mick and, and Matt say, you know, if you have any specific questions, send them in to Mickey, um, and we'll do our best to to find you the answers. Absolutely. Although I don't have a Mobile Minute, but, <laughs> but, you know, I can work on that. And I'm sure Matt, uh, you know, I know he's very, very uh, possessive about his trademark. and We don't want to infringe <laughs> on that. But, Matt, love the Mobile Minute. Keep it up, dude. It's good stuff.
0: Yep. absolutely. Well, until next time, thanks again, and we'll talk to you later. Take care.